Hi, I'm Carmen Calloway, and the only reason I'm here at Porn Director Podcast is to hang out with Khan. Live from the San Fernando Valley, it's the Porn Director's Podcast, starring adult porn wannabe and aficionado, Khan, and award-winning director and industry veteran filmmaker, Sal Genoa. Concussion, what's happening? <laughs> Let's talk some porn. Let's, Let's talk some porn. We are the Porn Director Podcast. That is porndirectorpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at porndirpod. That's P-O-R-N-D-I-R-P-O-D. At Sal underscore Genoa from my wacky life. Facebook.com slash C-O-N dot P-D-P. And you can search for the Porn Director Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Uh, we have a donations button on our homepage as well. Thanks to Jeff in North Carolina. Jeff, I am sending you a box because I made it to the studio finally, and I'm gathering up all the stuff from Team Skeet. He's getting the goods. <clears throat> getting the goods. So, Team Skeet, thank you. Also, Jeff's going to be thanking you, too. He uh, gave a good donation. We want to hook him up. Uh, Team Skeet gave us a box of merchandise for everybody. Uh, thank you very much. We are also on the Wildfire Radio Network. That is wildfireradio.com, and I believe wildfirenow.com. You guys can check us out. Um, we have a slot there on their radio network, and you can check us out. That's great. Thank you so much to Wildfire Radio. Email us at uh, sal at porndirectorpodcast.com or con, C-O-N, at porndirectorpodcast.com. Church of What's Happening Now, if you want to go check out some other podcasts while you're doing your cardio, uh, Joey Diaz, Funniest Man in Comedy. We're out to report, giving it the old school way. Just Guy Talk, they're also on the uh, Wildfire Radio Network. If you're in the Santa Monica area, go to Cinephile. Go down and see Dean. He's down there. It's Santa Monica and uh, Boulevard and the 405. I'm looking for an address frantically, but I'll have to come back to that. We are also going to be recording video for you guys. So when all that wacky stuff happens, like episode 37 of Jenna, Ashley, and uh, squirting all over Adriana Chechik, you can see that on our uh, website porndirectorpodcast.com but we're going to be getting uh, some video clips when things get crazy from this point on uh, you guys will be loving it we're going to have video to, to follow the show uh, Girl Co uh, thanks again they, they gave me a call the other day Con I had a great pre-production meeting and I'm going to make another feature for them it's going to be another orgy so if you guys saw the all girl adventure RV edition orgy I'm going to do another one and Woo-hoo! they like the idea that I threw at them. In fact, they're so cool. They're actually wardrobe and everybody. It's, it's a high-level operation. So <clears throat> there you go. Uh, now I'm scanning through to find that. Uh, 11280 Santa Monica Boulevard, if you want to go see the guys at Cinephile. They have an, a really cool vintage collection. Greg Dark's got some stuff in there. And uh, Ken's been saying some great stuff, Con. I want to give it to him. But I cannot forget, Con, you were there for the SalGenoa.com meeting. It's getting there. We're getting there. Moving along. We're moving along. Um, I got that kick-ass uh, MTV reality star girl that decided she wanted to do a little sex tape. So um, I'll have that for you, too. So salgenoa.com, once again, we, it's, we're, it's a daily thing. I'm trying to build content as I'm trying to work out the best deal possible for you guys and give you some free clips and get you some crazy stuff that is exclusive to the salgenoa.com website. But con... Tonight, he goes way back with us, at least 10 years. 
or 11 years, right? Yeah. Probably further for you. <clears throat> no. no. No, because no, I have a funny story about that, too. Uh, tonight, guys, we have actually a friend of ours outside of the business, but he's been in the business a long time. You can f- fuck his dick if you want. He has rubber dicks of his own. He's got blow-up dolls. Fuck, get railed by the one and only Tyler Knight is here. Hey, what's up, people? And the uh, crowd goes? The crowd goes. There we go. There we go. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. That's at Tyler Knight Triple X and TylerKnight.com. Sir, how the fuck are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. What's happening? Well, first of all, I'm hoping that I don't lose my job to uh, those rubber dicks because they don't need Viagra or Cavercheck. So that's, that's, that's they're always hard. They're always ready to go. A- age creeping up on you there, son? Shit, man. No yeah. gray in your beard, though. You combing anything in? Or is there some gray? Check this out, man. It's like all white and shit. Dude. The studio needs more lights, guys. Yeah. But we know, we've known Tyler for a long time. Uh, Khan's question was, didn't I know him further than that? Not actually. I ran into him at a gym and uh, found out he was in the biz. I had been in the biz at that time, and it was kind of funny. Like, oh, shit. Oh, it's one of those, you're in the biz? So yeah, am I. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That happened a lot along my gym routes, <laughs> yeah. you know? Remember yeah. we had that one <laughs> podcast where we, we said uh, everyone, you know, was emailing us, how do we get in the business? How do we get in the business? And we are just like, we'll just go to a mixed martial arts gym <laughs> in L.A. and start training. <laughs> Pretty much. No, Pretty and, much. And, and I think, you know, like I've, I've said this before, I think Robbie D. and I, in 98 were like the first guys to kind of, I know TT boy had done it for a long time, but to, to, I always tried to help people and bring them in. Like you guys stop going to the, the wacky porn parties and come to the gym and try this out. You know, like TT boys, uh, Jean Jacques Machado. Yeah. 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 Everybody pretty much comes from that lineage and family. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Cause he kicks ass. Anyway. So tell us, cause I, how do you, how'd you get in the biz? Good question. Fuck, man. That's why I'm over here. (laughs) Well, yeah, long, 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 and at that point, I was, like, eating, you know, fucking cat food. I was starving because I was, like, the third-tier guy in the men's roster yeah. for black guys. Just, like, a black guy slot, you know. And, you were uh, the black guy. No, I was, I was actually the third black guy, so okay. that was actually even worse. <laughs> so if it was, like, in a movie or, like, a, a print ad and it required three black guys, you were the last one chosen. Well, they wouldn't do that because if you have three black guys, it's technically a gang. And, you know, oh, okay. That's not, yeah. that's <laughs> no Jesus. Don't want to get anyone arrested. No, of course not. Um, yeah, so, you know, basically I said, fuck it, why not? You know, it's an Australian magazine, no one will ever see it. It's kind of like Playgirl, but Australian or whatever. And uh, while I was on set, you know, I met a couple of people that, you know, put the seed in my head about, you know, making video. Came back to the States and just... Oh, you were you went all the way to Australia to shoot? Yeah. Wow. How much money did you make, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> yeah, dude, it's horrible. Adjusted for inflation, about 700 bucks. <laughs> this is like yeah this is like in the 90s um late 90s so i came you know i came back here and i was walking out of the hollywood library and uh some guy comes up to me he's like hey dude you want to you want to make movies are you shitting <laughs> yeah, me i'm not kidding just walked out of the library some dude just appeared out of a fucking shadow. Now, who was that dude was it somebody like uh his I name is i may be becoming a little bit gay <laughs> <laughs> well that's exactly i was like dude what kind of movies was he it goes, like I, max hardcore or somebody <laughs> no it's his uh 
His name is Gino. Um, he does direct on the other side of the business. It's not Gino Greco, was it? No. You know that guy? Okay. It's the only Gino. Remember, I, I don't remember his last name. Gino, Gino Colbert. That okay. was his name. Yeah. Uh, what year was Colbert, this? whatever. How, I don't know how we pronounce it. Um, this was, uh, I'm going to say 2002. Nice. So I'm like, dude, I'm straight. And he's like, don't worry about it. You know, I know people on the straight side of the business. And at that time, there was companies like VCA. I remember. Yeah. And uh, so I call this call this lady, you know, Veronica Hart. She's one of my Fuck, best friends. I know Veronica Hart. Hell yeah. yeah. So, you know, that was it. I mean, I, I just put his business card so on my man. Literally, mantle. you got there. It was like a street pickup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like what we do to girls, except I got recruited. Yeah. How come yeah. no one's ever done that to us, Con? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm Italian. My, I'm pretty hung. No one asked me. I don't know. Maybe not 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 dashing and handsome like yeah. Tyler Knight. Fuck, I know. I yeah. hear you. Yeah. <laughs> you black guys got it so easy. <laughs> black don't crack. I'm really I'm really 145 years old. So. Yeah. <laughs> so now so Gino approaches you, right? And then yeah. and then he gives you what Veronica's number or something? No, he gives me his business card and Was he from VCA? No, he uh, he directs or at the time he directed uh, you know, gay porn. Mhm. And, uh, you know, I stared at his business card for like, I swear to God, I must have stared at his car, burning a hole in it with my eyes for like two months. Called oh, him up wow. and he's like, oh, I know who you are. About a couple of days later, I'm in Veronica's office. And uh, a few days after that, I'm taking my test and aim. And the next day I am failing on a set, wanting to kill myself. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Khan <laughs> always brings up this question. He says, hey, yeah. uh, t- is it, were you nervous? Tell us about your first experience. And, and yeah, that's a great way to start off. Wow. I, I always tell everyone, like, I could never be talent because I've been in, like, swinger-type situations and, and, like, group situations where, like, just a little bit uncomfortable and I'm not performing well. So. Right. I mean, that's it. I mean, unless you're a, a goddamn sociopath, you know, you, you, it's not natural to be able to just divest your, you know, who you are from what you're doing right. to another human being you never fucking met before. So, I mean, so what was this first scene like? Um, it was a restaurant scene in downtown LA and there were, I don't know, 20 tables, each filled with a pair of civilians. So 40 civilians, full crew. And back in those days, mm-hmm. so, you know, there were like beta cameras and shit yep, yep. over the shoulder. I mean, extras. Not these... I remember extras. Fuck. That's yeah. crazy. I love that style though. Like the big elaborate, that's why I'm a film cinephile. So I like those big elaborate sets to me were like, this is like real filmmaking. Right. You know, like, fuck, it was good. I love right. it. it the VCA and Wicked and Vivid. Oh. Exactly. It was like me on a real fucking film set. Not what I expected, like a guy with a camera and a chick. I mean, it was like right. a huge set. I mean, there's a guy with a boom mic hovering over my head <laughs> and it was awesome. just crazy. And, uh, you know, I mean, at that point, I've only been naked in front of like God, my girlfriend and my mom. <laughs> and here I am supposed to like get naked in front now, of who like, was the girl? Uh, her name was Chloe. She was a contract girl at the time, and she was just not Chloe from uh, VCA. VCA, not. Chlo- We're talking like two thousand three. No, two. no, for sure, it wasn't skinny Chloe. Yeah, she's pretty skinny. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. I liked her. She used to sing and stuff on set. I think Chloe, Chloe. Yeah, no know, last name, know, just Chloe. Yeah, exactly. Do you know? Yeah, that's her. Holy yeah. shit! That was your first scene ever. Yeah, well, Dude, no, actually, a, I failed. She's a legend. Dude, I fucking failed. So they, so you went home? Um, so, yeah, basically, she was in a restaurant uh, with her friend sitting at a table, and they're, you know, doing this little dialogue, and I'm supposed to walk up and take out the cock and, you know, cue the, you know, music or whatever. So I walk up. 
unzip my dick and unzip my pants and, you know, take out my dick and obviously nothing happened. So after stroking for like 20 minutes trying to get wood. I wish there were magic pills, man. Fuck, man. Back in those days, there was no Viagra, no right. nothing. You know, right. you just there had to live and die on your ability to get a and, and And, you know, this, do you think that like, because, you know, I, I grew up in, in that era of, you know, Mark Davis, Vince Foyer, St. Croix. Like those guys, they were like had it so much harder, and and I think there's a camaraderie between those guys because they know they knew we didn't take shit, and goddamn if it wasn't hard to do. You know? Amen, man. Check it out. I mean, nowadays you have kids that are like these 22 year old Calvin Klein model looking dudes that you know they they bypass the whole learning curve because they mm-hmm. just shoot their dicks up right. with Cavrojet, which yeah. is you know in case people don't know, it's an embalming fluid. That's used to, you know, help paraplegics and quadriplegics consummate relations with their significant others. Um, it's, you know, DEFCON 1 stuff, basically. Yeah. And you could literally inject your dick. How do you get your hands on that, though? Like, there are vampire doctors in the valley that will prescribe it to you. So. Yeah, and that's when you eject it right into, like, the base of your dick, right? Correct. Yeah. Well, I mean, here's what's funny about that. Huge in the gay, in the gay uh, uh, industry side of the things. Yeah, a lot of guys that, uh, you know, do gay for pay and, you know, you can totally be chewed on by Rottweilers and still maintain an erection. <laughs> and the funny thing is you'll always hear these because, you know, I've been doing this fucking shit forever. You, uh, I'm ready. You know, I do the pretty girls and I'm like, oh, you know, we'll be ready in five minutes. Oh, dude, I got to take a piss. Yeah, he yeah. takes a shaving kit with him to the <laughs> Comes out rock solid. And, right. and, you know, I don't care. They, they come out. Rock solid. Yeah. Right. Right. So I, in my head, I go, wow, this must have been something cool But in, <laughs> in, in the bathroom. But in actuality, I don't care because I want a really good scene where the guy's going to be solid. So if he does it, that's his deal. For me, it's an insurance policy. But, but right or wrong. Okay. I mean, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be completely honest. Full sure. disclosure. I carry a Viagra in my pocket. It's like, it's my break. In case of emergency, break glass kind it's, of thing. It's an insurance policy. Exactly. I'm a professional. You know, mm-hmm. I need to get the job done. But even with the Viagra, it takes a dimension yeah. away from the scene. There's, I mean, you as a director, you see this all the time. And sure. Doesn't it take away the intimacy and the human factor? Well, I it mean, takes forever to, to get a pop shot out of that, too. That, too. Because <laughs> you you're know? like, oh, just give me a minute. And you're fucking crushing your dick and your face is beat red. And I'm like, oh, this guy's, you know. Uh, you know, it does. It, uh, And then, you know, when you do Caverject, you sometimes see it... Um, Seepage. See a little like bruise on the side. We used to call right. it Smurf Dick. <laughs> Dick Delaware named that. He said the guy got Smurf accurate. Dick. Yeah. So you would see it like guys using it. You know, like, and then and then here's the thing: if it's a two guy scene, you know, the other guy looks at the other guy. And he's like, damn, he's injecting. Like he can tell. You know, yeah. that's that's where the name came from. So, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of old school. I kind of like uh, you know my one of my heroes, Rocco Sofredi, that. You know, his bad day was a day where he actually took a little bit more time to warm the girl up. That's a bad day for him. <laughs> yeah. Ace, one of, one of a kind, for sure. Yeah. Um, wow, we could get to... Not yet. No, no, no. I, I'd like to ask you something. Like, who who do you see as, like, the three most solid performers ever? Like, because you're in the trenches with these guys. You've done scenes, a multitude with boy, boy, girl, you know, boy, 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 girl. Uh, you know, you said Rocco. Do you have anybody that you looked up to coming in that uh, was... Because, I mean, Davis was so bomb-proof back in the day, you know, it was, right. it was ridiculous. Well, you know, and just to, to tie off the one point, the reason why, you know, people are taking Viagra, Cavrojet, or insert magic concoction here isn't for the girl. It's because of the guy behind the camera staring at you, you know. it's <laughs> That's what it is. And 
it takes a while, you know, to build up the, the, you know, to build up the comfort level so you can only focus on what you're doing. Yeah. And you're as only as good as your last scene because. Correct. And that's why, and that's <clears> why these kids are taking exactly. it. Exactly. Because. They don't have the luxury like my generation did to have this learning curve. Right. You know? and, 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 you know, hey, how's X doing? Well, X failed for me last week. Oh, well, I'm not going to hire him. And yeah. fuck, it takes a while to get back in that groove. Game over. Wow. Yeah. And I, I, had, to change, I had to change my stage name like twice. <laughs> oh, no way. <wait. laughs> what did you start out with? <laughs> Uh, Matt something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. Um, if you Google Barbara's broadcast too, that was my first film and I was like, Matt something. That's awesome. Um, you can see me floundering and struggling right there on the DVD. So it, we get this, we get tons of emails, you know, we, we get tons of fans of the show that are like, I want to be in porn. You can ask Khan. These guys are just from as far as England are saying, I want to be in porn. You have been through it and you're telling us from a really cool honest to god standpoint it's fucking hard and it's not easy and you chloe i think chloe is gorgeous and amazing it doesn't matter but it doesn't matter correct because when you got lights and you got a cold fucking warehouse or or you're at a restaurant and you got 20 other people you don't know staring at you you know i bang my chick in front of my friends it's not the same and then i'm going hold on cut hold on cut and you're like ah yeah it's I, I think the part that would ruin me the most is like, okay, open up for the camera, move your leg higher, you know, right. and you're doing yeah. stuff in stuff that's not a comfortable position. Yep. You know, like, I don't want anyone to tell me how to fuck, <laughs> you know? Like, you're fucking for the camera, yeah. not yourself. Exactly. Right? Yeah, how about those open cheat, cheat up, and you're like, fuck. Well, that's just it. I mean, you know, in, in film and theater, there's a term called the fourth wall. There's, you know, stage left, stage right, upstage, downstage. Downstage, there's literally open and that's where the audience who paid their money comes to see and watch actors perform on the stage and what we do in film media that's the actual camera right um you have to always make sure that the audience is able to see it and that's you know i mean it, it does if it feels good then it doesn't look good that's what i'm trying to say right yeah. what did it say if it hurts it works that's another exactly, one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it hurts it works she's like i can't turn my butt that way right perfect it looks great for the camera but yeah to answer your question um Manuel, right now, he's, uh, you know, he's probably the best guy working right now. Sweet. You know, he's also good people, so. Yeah, we get that a lot on the show. Yeah. I have no problem saying that whatsoever. He's the man. Nice. So. And how active are you nowadays? Uh, good question. It's funny. I was working at the rate of like 25 scenes a month up until Damn. 2009. Then just like that, it's like a fucking trap door <laughs> open underneath me and. Not just me, but the entire industry. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, slowed down to around 15 scenes a month and then slowed down to around 10 scenes a month. And frankly, I was getting disillusioned and I just, you know, said, screw this. I'm just going to do something else. So I took off for three years. I just, or four years. I just came back a few months ago, actually. Nice. Um, I took a breather, too. And I left in 07 when I came back. Complete, uh, yeah, it's, it's so different. You're like, holy shit, what happened? Yeah, it's like Stranger in a Strange Land. It's like I went to AVN, my first AVN, since like the mid-2000s. And back in the 2000s, there was this, you know, we're talking like MGM or Sands, whatever. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking vast and sprawling. And now it's like walking through the ruins of like an ancient civilization. It's just disheartening. Really? I wouldn't, see, I, I feel like the popularity of porn is much larger than it was back then. Um, I'm surprised that the AVN's, you know, dwindling away because I think the fan base is getting larger because of all the free stuff out there. Yeah. 
Um, but I'm, I'm surprised so it was bigger in the two. I guess there's more money in it. Well, that's what it comes down to. But I mean, it's expensive to rent booth space there. Yeah, and sure. it's, yeah. it's, it, it's cost-benefit analysis. It's that simple. You know, how much how much is it worth it for me to, you know, rent a booth, schlep down to fucking AVN, have a staff man in the booth, pay girls to <clears> sign versus what it right. returns. It's when I was with Anabolic, we would get a f- our, taking care of free hotel rooms and we'd have a, a company dinner. Fuck, it was fantastic. But I remember my first AVN was in 97, and there was a room where you couldn't even see all the companies. And then there was a right. second room. You know, I, Vivid was right in dead center, and I'd spend fucking three hours there and barely get around. Right. Um, and there were so many. Every major company had an enormous booth, but I guess to get those booths now is ridiculous with the pricing, and nobody yeah. wants to. I mean, do you really significantly sell more product if you have a big big ass booth well they should just bring the price down a little bit to make the actual expo, expo bigger yeah you know, that but one. that's up to the people yeah. that run what it. do we know <laughs> yeah. i'm just being polite yeah. <laughs> now there's a the, well the whole show was bought by one person oh <clears throat> or company and now it's totally different so the vertically integrated goldman sachs of porn <laughs> exactly. So your first scene with Chloe, who's I believe in the Hall of Fame, by the way. Yeah, which pretty much guaranteed that I will never be. <laughs> <laughs> but that's all right. But yeah, I mean, you have, like, you have a great, great reputation you built, so it didn't just you know you weren't sent home and you weren't. I fucked it. So you go home after you failed. I believe you, you're an athlete, a diehard athlete. I might add. So I, do you think that had something with you going? Fuck this! I'm going back in. I'm not going to go out like this. After you failed, what happened? Yeah, I mean, I didn't just fail. I crashed and burned big time. Mm-hmm. I, the director, of, you know, Veronica, she gave me a stack of magazines. She's like, here, go through this, go through these magazines, find something you like, take this lube, go to the bathroom, get your edge, get hard, come back, and we'll shoot piece by piece if we have to. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so I take a magazine. <laughs> Uh, jugs or whatever. I don't jugs. know. Jugs. And uh, I'm in the bathroom and I'm stroking. Three strokes, I pop in my hand. Oh, oh shit. So at that point, I'm wearing my shirt, my pants, my underwear, my sock shoes, and idea on set. And I'm on the second floor, so I'm calculating, okay, if I jump out the window and tuck and roll, the athlete background. Exactly. Can I, can I make it home? But I'm thinking, well, fuck, I'm wearing a shirt and no pants, and that's only cute running around downtown LA for Winnie the Pooh. Right. So I had to go back and, um, you know, everybody was pissed. And basically I felt like a fucking loser. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I just pissed off at myself because I, I knew I could do it. And uh, I failed probably 50% of my first scenes out. Wow. And so Axel, yeah. <laughs> See, everybody home, listen to me. You listen to me, everybody. So what oh, was your... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I crush it with my girlfriend. I, I want to be in porn. I, I fuck at a, soror- a fraternity. Sorry. A fraternity. No, it's not that easy. Listen to a guy. Have you ever icon. failed in bed before that? No, dude. Fuck like, no. Yeah. It <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, it's... People just don't understand. <laughs> it's not the same, dude. They it's, don't it's understand. It's just not the same. Like, I did me and one other girl for her website, and just her fake acting was killing my boner. <laughs> you know? Like, and I was just like, oh, I can't do this. Like, I like to fuck, and this is taking the fun out of fuck. Right. So... So what was your first successful scene like? Um, I finally made it to Axel, Axel Bronset. And at that time, he was directing a series called Sugar Walls for um, Elegant Angel. Wow, and, um, that's taking it back. Yeah. And it was the scene. It was me and Tony Everready. And Tony Everready? Yeah. Fuck yeah. That guy. 
think and, we uh, get some golden oldie names brought up tonight. He's still around. Is Actually, he really? I saw him. Uh, saw him a few months ago. He's looking good. Wow, I remember that guy. But yeah, I was struggling through that scene, and uh, Axel pretty much took me aside and he's like, "Look, dude, I know you can do it. Get out of your fucking head." You know, yeah. who was that girl? Uh, I don't know, some chicken head or whatever from like <laughs> Compton or Watts or whatever. You know. who's probably still headed to the hall of fame now right now she's in the hall of fame (laughs) (laughs) but yeah i mean he uh he sat me down and had a talk and i swear to god i would quit right then and there if it wasn't for him he actually saved my career so wow and how many scenes have you done do you think can you guess fuck i don't know man 500 oh more than that 700 (sighs) from 2003 to 2008-ish, I was probably working like two, three scenes a day, oh, almost Jesus every single day for like, you know, years at a time. I know, that was the glory years. I think <laughs> if you if you look on the internet, they have to be capped out of like five or six or seven hundred movies, whatever. Right. Sometimes it's two <clears throat> scenes per, whatever. Sure. So. You're a fucking legend, man. <laughs> wow, dude, how great was 03? Oh, Jesus God, Christ. It's like it. money falling from the sky like manna. It was fucking Fan- awesome. Fantastic. Back that in the DVD days. <laughs> first year at Anabolic, at Iabolic. You like, could sell a DVD for 40 bucks. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. And, and they, they and sold... And not have to worry about people trying to come in and undercut you. And uh, They sold thousands of those, and the reorders were thousands. Um, I used to get a dollar a tape, and fuck if I wish I could do that again. What do we got? Is this the first one? I was hoping there was some dialogue, but it doesn't look like it. Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll pull some shit up. So you, so so everybody at home knows because this is called life lesson. This is the life lesson episode. Tyler Knight, uh, you failed two, three, four times before you got your shit. My together. first ten scenes, I failed half of them. And he kept coming back. He's like, "How do you keep getting work?" Because uh, people, don't I kept know. changing my stage <laughs> name, and uh, you know, yeah, but. I mean, you have to know people to get on set. So even if you change your stage name, they're going to be like, who the hell are you? But there's right. a, lot of, a lot of companies back then. So you could have maybe been undercover yeah. trying to get. Wow, that's great, man. That yeah, that, that's a damn good question. How the fuck did I? <laughs> <laughs> and now look at him. He's got his own dick and blow up doll. Well, I think a lot of it, a lot of it is, uh, you know, Marcus wouldn't show up for some scenes. And we need a black guy. And uh you know, that was part of it also, and uh, I got kind of lucky. You were the second black guy in porn. Right. Okay. And uh, I kind of I got lucky before my reputation of failing preceded me. There was a company called uh, Video Team, and uh, they put me under contract. I love you being here tonight, by the way. Wow. Yeah, they put me under contract, and awesome. I got my shit together. Christian man, way. right? Yeah, yeah, Christian man. So now with uh, evil, I think. What was, yep. like, the mental edge that you had to get over? Did you just have to get comfortable with people around? Did you have to, like get yourself in a zone or once i worked with the same director and crew enough mm-hmm. times and there was no quantity of what i was dealing with i mean because as as male talent nowadays there's so many new fucking companies out there people that weren't even around like kids that were flipping a skateboard last week or <laughs> given a video camera and here now you direct you know mm-hmm. um, you never know what you're going to get into before you walk in the door you know there's so many unknown variables and when you work with the same director and crew it's like you know, shorthand like Joe Montana and Jerry Ross. You just you're just one unit, yeah. And it's a matter of being comfort- comfortable. And once yeah. that happened, the girl was interchangeable. It didn't even matter. At one point too, I've told this to Khan because we shot some of his locations, and uh, y- y- I've shot these guys so much that it's hanging out with your bros and exactly. you're banging a hot chick. It's the you most know? beautiful thing in the world. There was uh, yeah. David Luger was yep, uh, yep. was my guy back in the red light days, and uh, <laughs> damn, you know. 
it, it was it was just like it was just beautiful. It was like we were in the zone. Every single yeah. fucking scene, it was beautiful. Yeah, it's, I'm that way with Talon. I'm that way with uh, Mr. He's a Pete. Good guy. You know, like good they, I've done so much with him and, and Mr. Pete and stuff that you're like, yeah. hey, what's going on? How's your? Oh, what's going on? I'm playing basketball. Look at her. Oh, she's hot. Let's fuck her. And right. That's, that's, you don't have to tell him to open up. You you know just yes. how we how he's going to move and how he's going to angle. Dude, you know? there's points where I, I shot Sasha so much that if I was on his right side and he was cheating open German Sasha yeah 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 I would start to move towards his butt and his leg would go up without right. saying anything. it was a fucking synchronized dance it was ridiculous right and you can get like all 30 40 minutes in the can no cuts. done no cuts yep exactly isn't that yeah. fucking crazy that, that's a that's, we've never talked about that on this show that the the symbiotic thing between a director and talent yeah. it's true cuz whenever i you know they come over to cons and stuff it's like it's a fucking like hey, hey, party because I've done so many fucking scenes with them and I know exactly. And they're like, call me when you're ready because they understand how long it's going to be to shoot right. all my still. Right, it's exactly. Crazy. Show up, show up, uh, you know, show up at uh, 115. Exactly. Show up at 115, 117, the camera's on. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> that's oh, the, that's the, the, the luxury of being male talent. You don't yeah. have to be there an hour or two before. <laughs> And yeah. and the girl's blowing him what con within like three minutes yeah. of showing up to the house shows up to the house says hi to him says hi to me drops the pants <laughs> fucking her. she's sucking his dick within three minutes and I'm like do you even know her name yet nope you know, for but real. I know we gonna fuck wow that's crazy so I always get a little dirty glee out of like hearing about like showing up on set and some girls just being a total cunt or her cunt smells or. Any of the list uh, of below, um, do you have any stories like that? Um, you don't have to name names if you don't want yeah, to. But <laughs> it's better companies. to. <laughs> or companies because... Well, yeah, I mean, I, I, wrote about, I wrote about this on my blog. There was one situation where I was working for a company, which I won't name, and uh, they, uh, they got really cheap girls. And really cheap girls tend not to prepare properly uh, for anal scenes. And uh, I would, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was no bueno. It was horrible. Um, Where do you go mentally? <laughs> you pop a couple of pills, and I noticed I said a couple of pills. And, Correct. Uh, you know, go to your mental wank bank, dude. Go to your mental wank bank, yeah. Con. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. That's what Manuel said when he was banging that, like, 67-year-old yeah, lady. And the dog shit on the floor and stuff. Yeah. He was banging this old lady on her bed. and. For a scene in France, and he started smelling like poop, and he oh. looked down, and there like her dog had pooed in the corner, and like all oh. he could smell was poop. And that complete story is on uh, the Manuel episode, episode of, four, episode Jeez. four, porn director podcast. We are now on forty. Jesus, congratulations, gents. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you do? I mean, you you at least tell her to clean up, right? I mean, after a certain point, I mean, it doesn't even matter. You know, I mean, it's. <laughs> It just doesn't even matter. I mean, you're just covered in, 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 in like, shit. Don't forget to wash where the sun don't shine. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you were, she was crapping all over you. Yeah, I mean, her, she literally released her fucking bowels all over the place. I mean, we're not talking about leakage. That's going to happen as a professional male talent. Yeah, right. You expect it, you deal with it, you keep going. Right. Um, we're talking, like, I could actually identify the food that was coming out of her <laughs> ass. Fuck. It was horrible. <laughs> Like fucking lettuce, chicken lo mein, and fucking uh, was horrible. Where's our barf drop, Con? Jesus. It was horrible. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the smell, the smell gets oh, to you too. Yeah. And if you're dumbass and you open your mouth to breathe through your mouth to avoid the smell, I then smell you. Vermin, poon tang. Well, yeah, the, the smell and then the taste, it works together. And, Jesus. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, 
I have, I have my little mental wink bag, my little go-to things I go to, and right. you know, little images. And at that point, it was like a flip book of horrors I was flickering in front of my eyelids <laughs> to try to get myself. I out love of- the fact that he's a professional writer because he's come up with some yeah. fucking gems tonight. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you want to talk about your blog? What's going on in your blog? Uh, TylerKnight.com. Yeah, actually, the funny thing is, I never even thought about you know taking writing seriously until. I was on a mixed martial arts forum, The Underground, and uh, I just wrote about how my day was, a typical day on set. And eventually the blog grew to like fucking uh, five or 6,000 posts or whatever, and, you know, over 100,000 views, and Damn. it was just insane. And uh, someone mentioned I started, a, I started a blog, and I'm like, that's nah, stupid. You know, blogs are guys that, you know, pretentious, pretentious metrosexual guys that sit at Starbucks or whatever, and, you know... Not for me. But then I, you know, I did it and, you know, the blog got a good following and um, wrote a little memoir, got a literary agent off of that. Damn. Ended up that I wrote it too descriptive and graphic and he's having a hell of a time finding a home for it. Uh, so your memoir is done. You just yeah, it's done. haven't it's got it sold or found a distributor. What about yeah. Ashley's book? That was very yeah. descriptive. Ashley we Blue. Had Ash- Ashley Blue on the show. Yeah, it's, um, I think it's a little different when you're a dude. Yeah, I mean it's 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 that plus the fact that uh the publishing industry they say something they say they want something that's unique and different, something that's well written and not like everyone else's uh you know, writing as far as memoirs go. But when you give it to them, it's like, Well fuck, where are the comparable sales, you know? How, what are the comps? You know, where's <coughs> the market for this? And there is nothing like this. I mean, no disrespect to other people, male talent that have written, you know, memoirs whatever about their, their you know experiences in the industry but you know I took writing seriously I studied creative writing and uh, you know took workshops and professional well-known authors whose names I'm not going to mention have you know given me feedback and I've literally been taken under people's wings to you know make sure my craft was at the level where it should be because I know the bar is high as male talent you know if you're a porn guy automatically they're going to assume that you know you're what I say, knuckle dragon Neanderthal, and you know, yeah. So I, you know, I worked really hard at getting it right, and unfortunately, it's too right. So well, you no, go. you'll find a, you'll find a home for it, and like I, you know, this site alone, you know, we get a lot of interested people uh, coming to our site, and you know, people, if if our little site is interesting, I can only imagine how interesting your book is. So I, I mean, I, I think it would do well. Uh, I was listening to Jerry Butler on the Rialto Report. Um, for those of you who don't know, Jerry Butler is an old-school porn guy from the 80s. Met up, him. He's a good guy. Ended up marrying Wendy Adams from the original Adams family. Wow. Uh, but uh, he wrote a, like a tell-all book about how – but he, he survived the 80s uh, AIDS scare and stuff. Um, and he thought he – he's like, oh, I'm going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars off my book. And yeah. he had this book tour – scheduled and it was supposed to start off with Larry King and then he was supposed to go on Larry King and then that night something insane happened like we attacked Libya or something like that <laughs> um you know and, Poor guy. And, and it changed everything for him so but I mean, his book is out I forgot what it was called but um really I mean it, from listening to his stories is really interesting I would definitely read his book I'd definitely read your book um, Actually, the book's awesome. Yeah, I haven't yeah. read it yet. I'm I'm waiting for my copy. I guess I got to go uh, buy one. Girlford, right? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. 
I had heard that I had a chapter in there. I'm like, oh, God, I'm, I'm doomed. <laughs> but it was actually came off really well. And she said, oh, it was real nice working for you. You know, I was like, oh, okay. Because you think like, oh, shit, what did I do? Well, I don't normally do yeah. wacky shit. So. But we had her on. She talked about it. And uh, we gave a book away to Frank in San Diego. Yeah, you got good recall, man. I don't, I don't no, know. She's, kind of uh, she's multi-talented. She paints also. Oh, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, she drew in the book. She drew this really cool kick-ass cartoon thing. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, she's a good interview. We had her on episode. Okay, you guys talk. I'll find the episode. Um, so we're up to the timeline of you finally getting your groove on with your scenes. I don't. Con went off about the poop. Whatever. <laughs> um, so you build a com- you build, thank you, sir. You build a confidence now to where you finally get through. Like video team helps you. David Luger. Right. Um, God, that was around red light when he was around there. He's cool. Um, so now you're you're in your groove and you're like, I can do this. Yeah. And the money is coming in fairly in abundance at that point right yeah i mean just a little background i mean before i got into porn i was you know i was like 30 when i got into porn so i've lived a good portion mm-hmm. of you know an adult life i have a good sense of who I'm i was swollen <laughs> and i can't get up yeah that's <laughs> that's beyond 30 <laughs> yeah <laughs> but uh yeah i mean i came from financial services and i did fairly well you know as far as income but just the grief per dollar of having to earn a do- earn a buck uh, right. with the stress of having to manage other people's money and clients as opposed to you wake up at like I don't know noon show up get your dick sucked <laughs> and a check comes in the mail you know a couple of weeks I mean it's it's there's no there's no comparison. Lex, same thing, right? Lexington Steele on our show was saying that he, he was in uh, he was stock market. Stock market. Yeah. He yeah. said the same thing. Like it was crazy. It was nuts. And then he gets in there and he's like, "This is great." Yeah. So, um, I hope. I hope you can answer this without uh, giving away too much, but there's always the stigma of, uh, oh, male male porn stars don't make shit. They're dog. They're trash. You know, it, as a male porn star, could you be making successful uh, lifestyle, I guess? It's different. Um, I guess the best way to put it is the era in which I was coming up. It was almost like a, a, a second golden era, you know, in the 2000s where a shaved monkey could open up a studio or hold a camera and anybody could, you know, do reasonably well as long as you weren't a total idiot. And even then you still made money. Um, without giving away specific number, numerical value, then, yeah, I mean, you could make a decent six-figure income, yeah. obviously. Just, yeah. just as talent alone. Oh, Jesus, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, the talent pool is bigger, and the work is less. So, uh, the difference is back in the two thousands, if you were a middle class guy, you know, you could do really well. Now there is no middle class. Either you are a top tier A list performer, or you're a mope just keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah. Daron the Minion, when we asked him, like, how does one get into porn nowadays? He said, oh, gay porn, then crossover. <laughs> that was his advice. <laughs> you know, so. A lot more crossover than back in the day, too. Yeah, yeah, I'm really surprised at how acceptable it is now. Yeah. I well, mean, because listen, there's, for there's, the there's... genres they're doing, they need guys like that. Yeah. There's new, there's a new, there's new styles of genres because it's so saturated that you have to go to these higher levels and that includes male anal stuff so if you're crossing over and you don't have a problem with it then you're good to go yeah Yeah, listen i'm not going to win any any friends or fans about what i'm about to say Um, but just it's a high-risk profession 
The fact that you have to take a test every two weeks to make sure you don't have a disease two that will now. fucking kill you says that it's a high-risk profession. Yeah. Um, it used to be 30 days. For yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Now, it's, now it's every two weeks. Now and the weeks. price is up to 170 bucks. So just your overhead is is doubled. Correct, which is yeah. which which uh, eliminated a lot of the middle yeah. class by attrition because they can't afford to upkeep, yeah. you know, 300 and whatever it is bucks a month or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and then the there's test. some girls who won't perform with anyone that has a test older than five days. Yeah. There's, I know yeah. some A-listers that are doing that now. Yeah. So, wow, so that used, immediately, that's a great point, man. The middle class is there is no middle class. Wow, that's amazing. I it's, love having you on here, man. You're fucking. Well, I think all the middle class goes to you know just web based stuff. I think there's like um, there's a good market for just creating your own and, and doing clips for sale and, sure. and stuff like that. And and I know people who have zero name, no notoriety, and they're making you know. 1200 bucks a month on clips for sale in their spare time. Um, you know, a lot of cock and ball torture stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's well, that's that's the irony. The irony is I remember back, you know, back in the day where people were complaining about the barrier to entry to, you know, to be a porn director or open a studio, whatever. It was distribution. You had yeah. three or four distribution companies and, you know, you had to make a deal with the devils or you just, you know, you're screwed. Nowadays, because of the internet, which is the ironic thing, the distribution is wide open. There is no yeah. barrier to entry. Yeah. Yep. And the internet uh, is our distribution. And now there's yeah. no more money. Correct. <laughs> so be careful what you wish for. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah. I think about that a lot. And when when uh, people say, "Oh, there's no money in the industry," there is. There it absolutely is. It's at a very high level, or you got to get on the net and work that shit because the internet is your distribution. Correct. So we don't need distributors. Cable's a whole nother thing. Broadcast is a whole nother fucking avenue. But yeah, now the internet is what it was in 2003 of, of, you know, one guy sits behind a desk and he drives a Ferrari. Right. And he drives a rank. I've worked for companies where one individual owner had a Ferrari, had a um, Mercedes, had a Range Rover, and one other car. <laughs> Just, and that's every day of the week they would pick one car. Yeah, it's a different bottleneck. Exactly. Yeah, and if you look at it, um, porn has ushered in so many new technologies. I mean, the whole, you know, VHS beta revolution that was ushered in by porn. Right. Um, DVDs, you know, Laser that was dip. ushered in. Yeah, exactly. Ushered in by porn. So yeah. each Now live, evolution, live streaming. Right. Yeah. I mean, each evolution and paradigm shift in, you know, yeah. in home entertainment was ushered in by porn. And uh, the ironic thing is... Well, porn drives technology. Like, that's... Yeah. Porn and video games. Yeah, absolutely correct. Yeah, I mean, because I remember even in the vid- in the DVD days, you could put a DVD in your DVD player and pick up the remote control for your DVD player, and it would do like a choose your own adventure, where it's like you know, do you want this guy to go in this door? Press right. one on your remote control, so right. you're actually playing a video game on your DVD. So I, I can choose your own adventure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> remember that stuff? Yeah. So now you have the confidence, and you're at video team, and you're at red light with Luger and stuff, um, and you're making a decent living. Do you look back and go, fuck, man, I came from failing 10 times, and now I'm making a comfortable living. I can eat out whenever the fuck I want, pay all my bills comfortably. Yeah. Um, maybe I want a nice new car. I can go get it. It's not a fucking problem. Um, must have felt good at that point to finally have overcome, and maybe you would have quit and not got to that point. Well, the funny thing is, I mean... Yes, but 
I just I knew that it was unsustainable because even years before, you know, BitTorrent and all the other things that were in Emesis, I mean, you saw the writing on the Yeah, the yeah. Napsters and Kazaz. Correct. And, yeah. Kazaa, Jesus, yeah. remember that? I mean, look, I mean, the same thing the music industry went through years ago. Um, and a lot of people gave Metallica grief uh, because Metallica brought their lawsuit against Napster. You know, now people are probably starting to understand it more. Um, the artist deserves to get paid, you know, for his or her goods or services and... Uh, and, uh, you know, I got a very fine lesson in that, in the fact that it affected my income. It has a real material impact. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I saw the writing on the wall, and I wasn't a total idiot with my money, and I saved. I wish I saved more. Don't get me wrong. I really wish I saved more, but I didn't, like, you know, blow it on stupid shit, you know. So. Yeah, I actually had a uh, – I was proud of myself because the, the guy at the bank's like, you know what, I deal with a lot of people's industry, and I've never seen anybody save like you. I was like, yes, I won. You know, so I was able to, st- I still have that money from back then. You know, the funny thing is there are some banks now like, and fuck it, I'll name them, Chase. Yeah. Um, they are shutting down yeah. porn B- people's uh, bank accounts because it's money City from National ill-gotten town. gains in their opinion. Wait, yep. they're shutting, they're just telling them you can't bank can't, there. Yeah, they're correct. not taking their money. They're just saying we won't yeah, let you bank. Yeah. No, they will actually close your fucking account. Yeah. yeah. They will and, close and They started account. to do that a long time ago. And I was like, you know, what's weird is there's a lot of. It maybe people are spastic with their money, but there's a lot of money from the industry coming in, like hundreds of thousands. So no why billions, would, well, billions. individual and yeah. as individual people, um, millions too maybe. But why would you not keep that for your bank? But I think City National and Chase said no, they didn't want it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's uh, maybe there's some kind of a law against uh, where the money comes from, and I don't know. I'm not apologizing, or making excuses for them, but. If a bank is not going to take money and collect interest on that money and loan it out at a high interest rate, mm-hmm. there's got to be a damn good reason for it. Because banks are not the most – banks are the most ethically challenged institutions in fucking America. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> damn. Uh. Tyler Knight throwing it down. That's at Tyler Knight Triple X and TylerKnight.com. And that's Knight with a K. K-N-I-G-H-T. Uh, let's get on to – we've, we, we've been fucking getting – Fucking serious here, Connor. No, that's some serious shit. Let's fucking do the island, man. Let's get out of here and go on a little vacation. Tyler Knight, we have a segment on our show called Porn Island. It's been too fucking serious here, folks. But this is great having him on. He's got some fucking valid points. Uh, you're on an island. I'm going to shoot some shit. We're going together. I'm going to leave the island. You're going to have five girls on that island you can hang out with that you've been with as talent. Or you may have want to have been with or you haven't been with in their prime five girls that you'd want on the island to do scenes with and then have a barbecue with by yourself when it's over look at him look at him he's going deep con for it it's brewing anytime anytime Anytime. in their prime okay um Helen Mirren today not in her prime but today okay that's oh my god there was this Vanity Fair article where she was like in a bathtub full of fucking milk oh my god wait this is uh Dame Helen Mirren He's going mainstream, right? Yeah. yeah okay. Oh, I thought we were sticking with industry. So did I. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're sticking industry, man. Chicks. Oh, Jesus Christ! You could have banged him. You could not have banged him. I mean, oh. we're not. We don't want to see your bucket list, you okay. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Lauren Phoenix was one of my favorites. Oh, back in the day. there's a. She won Performer of the Year a couple times. God damn, good one. Oh, uh, Jesus! Yeah, she was fun. Um, Asa Akira, she's oh, awesome. God bless oh. you. She just wrote that book. Yeah. Uh, let's see. 
currently working today, Misty Stone, Drop Dead Gorgeous Girl. How many is that? Three. Three. Okay. Of all time. Of all time. I mean, you can go Linda Lovelace if you want. Oh, man. Uh, Nina Hartley. Nice! professional. We can make that happen. Yeah, she was, on, <laughs> she was a guest on the show. Shot a movie for her. She's awesome. How many is that? Four? You got one yeah, more one to go. See, I'm Milltown. I'm, I'm using my fingers. You can't really <laughs> see the count. Oh, Jesus. I know one. I know one that you would name because I, I know her. And when I mentioned her once, you were like, oh, my God, tell her I said hi. Okay. Lola. Oh, Lola, Lola Martin. Martin. Yeah. She, oh, yeah. You'd like yes. that Cubanita. Yes. <laughs> but you don't have to dark, use Dark, beautiful hair. You don't have to use that. <laughs> People can't see me, but my eyes are kind of like glazed over and I'm like <laughs> living in my head right now. Yeah. You need a little faster processor. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I'm using old technology, old uh, slope 386s and stuff. Yeah. Okay, so three-way tie. Lola, Emmy Reyes, and I'm going to say Dana Vespoli. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. Look at that. How many of them have the we TV had on our man. podcast? Two. Nina and Dana, right? Yeah. yeah. Nina and Dana. Good times. Good times. Wow. I have no great... Helen Mirren? You can't hook me up with Helen Mirren? No, 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 no. no. Um, <laughs> there's a great story with Tyler Knight. Is, um, I was dating this little teeny tiny... A uh, Korean girl, probably like five foot two, eighty nine pounds. Spin diggity dog. Just, just little teeny Asian girl, and uh, we were going to some fights. And we get to the fights, and there's this big long line, and I'm like, "Fuck, I don't want to wait in this line." I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna go see who I can cut in line with." And there's Tyler Knight standing right up at the front of the line. So I'm like, "Hey, Tyler, thanks for holding our place." I remember that. Yeah, and um, we're talking and. Uh, this girl Cassidy, uh, this Asian girl named Cassidy, I think her her Korean name was Adam, but uh, she went by Cassidy because she thought it was cute. Um, is like, oh, so Tyler, what do you do? And Tyler starts to give. You, you probably had a speech, like, because I remember it was like well, I didn't a well to... rehearsed, yeah, but very um, <laughs> kind of smoke and mirror answer. Yeah, I mean, my main concern is I don't want to out whomever is the other person. I mean, right? It, like, so, why are you hanging out with porn stars? Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, you know, my main concern isn't necessarily for me; it's for the other people. Right. So, you know. So, um, yeah. I mean, there's got to be like a strict protocol. This is the this is the answer I tell people I actually care about and want to, you know, see more than once. Or this is the answer I give people I'll never fucking see again. You know. So. How often yeah. are you recognized in the real world? Hard to say. I mean, you don't always know when you're recognized. I you was know, so. I wasn't done with my story. Oh. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. So he gives us like smoke and mirrors. I th- I thought you might remember it because you probably have it rehearsed or something. And she's like looking at him, and she looks over at me, and I go, "He's a porn star." And she's like looks at him, and she's like, and like has this like look of awe, like not disgust, look of awe. And I and I just said to Tyler, "How much can she make?" And it, it was like, I was like throwing my mental tel- telepathy to him, like, give me a high number, dude. Otherwise, I'm dead meat. Right. Like, give me a hundred. And he's like, oh, easily five grand. Little spinner like you, blah, blah, blah. You make five grand a scene, no problem. And this fucking girl's eyes went as big as a fucking. <laughs> I remember that conversation. Yeah. It was uh, it was Downton LA and uh, Dick Delaware fought that night. 
Oh, really? Yeah. That's funny. I remember that. I remember it was just so hot in there. And it, and uh, and our sensei was uh, the ref. Right. Um, Jesus. But so ever since then, since we had that conversation with Tyler, whenever I was hanging out with this girl and something pornographic came up, she'd be like, yeah, your friend Tyler says I can make a lot of money. Oh, right? awesome. your, your friend Tyler's really, really handsome. Like, maybe, <laughs> I could, maybe I could work with him, you know, like and she's like debating it. I'm like, look, I tell every girl. If you want me to get you in t- contact with the right people to get in the industry, I can get you in this industry. Make a long story short, she ended up going to Vegas getting fake tits and became this like crazy stripper that just hustled men for money. But, you know. You tried, though. Yeah, I tried. I tried. You I tried, tried to do what you yeah, could yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I remember, that, uh, I remember that entire conversation. Yeah. yeah. It was great because it, it changed her life. Like. You know, like it gave her like this weird confidence. Like I can make five grand a day. Like I can make five grand a scene. I doubt she would have made five grand a scene. I mean, she probably would have done. She did. I mean, she was cute. She was just a teeny little spinner. Uh, went anal. But uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, you would have liked her so. Of course, little teeny Asian. Of course. But it it was weird because Tyler was a good wingman because I was like, all right, give me a good number, dude. <laughs> give me a good number. And he whacked it out there. He hit it out of the ballpark. So. Jeez, you have a good memory, man. That yeah. had to have been like 12 years ago. Um, that was 2006. Okay. Eight so, years ago. eight years ago. Yeah. And the reason I know is because I just moved into a certain place that I bought. And I remember what year I bought it. So, yeah. Good time. He, he's, he's good. Good, oh, good he's, wingman. Oh, he's, of course he is. <laughs> so, but you've never shot Tyler. I think I did. can't remember. Did you guys ever work together? Uh, Maybe. no, I remember, no. No, I don't think so. Interesting. So what do you think was the pinnacle of your career? What, what's like, you can look at it and go, that's where I was when I needed to be, and that's that's wh- how I want everyone to remember Tyler Knight. Damn, that's a good question. I, I think was balls ball. deep in this girl. <laughs> it was, um... I'm going to say it was the it was the reverse gangbang. Nah, actually it was it was the era between t- summer 2008 and between 2008 and 2010 when I when I just bailed out. And um at that point Adam and Eve was shooting a whole bunch of uh high-end features. Um one was the eighth day. And at that point it was the most expensive feature they ever made. Wow. Um the budget just got bigger and bigger and bigger because we were in, we were actually shooting. We were actually in production probably three times as long as we planned because just Murphy's Law, things kept happening. But um, Ren Savant directed that. Damn, um, I worked for him before. Um, Eli Cross was his second on it. and that uh, I was uh, the male lead, and Caden Cross was, uh, at the time, was a contract oh. girl. She was a female lead. Another uh, podcast yeah. guest. And I have to say, I mean, and obviously I'm not being objective when I say this, but I have to say this that was easily one of the greatest films are. Artist you ever made. Wow. wow. The eighth day. Yeah. It's fucking masterpiece. Wow. Yeah, Ren was cool. Like he did a lot for Vivid when I was over there. Yeah. So did Eli actually. They were they were that's so fucking they did wow, that's crazy. They they worked together as a group. Yeah, they did upload also, which won Best Picture. I mean, they basically for a little brief time frame they both traded, you know, best director. Like one would be the director and the other one would be the you know. What's Ren Savon doing now? Um Good question. Yeah, that I, kick-ass I, mullet. Remember? I know the answer to that, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. We'll talk later. Yeah. 
That's awesome. But no, he's, I, he's a good man. He's, he's a very good friend of mine. He was cool. He's really uh Really intense. cerebral. Yeah, Really yeah, cerebral yeah. intense, yeah. That's great. Master of uh, master student of film, both those guys. You know, they know their cinema history, and it shows in their That's work. That's great, man. Yeah. So that was your pinnacle, huh? Of course it was. Katie yeah, Cross, I mean, I was, for God's sakes. I, was, uh, <laughs> I didn't actually physically work with her, but just the fact that uh, for that stretch, I was in, like, you know, a lot of... A lot of the top tier features that won Best Picture for like a stretch of maybe three years in a row. Well, so is that how you got your your penis deal? Um, no, that was like two thousand two or two thousand three. That was a lot of. He's got his own dick. Come how did you get your yeah. dick? How did so you get fast? your own dick? Uh, I mean, I got my own dick, but I don't have my own dick that <laughs> other people can have. Well, it's scariest. I'll be long dead and buried. Like you can you can use an actuary table and say that okay. Black guy this age doesn't smoke, doesn't drink. He'll be dead in, you know, 2048. Is my death date, give right. or take. But um, your dick lives on. But my sir. dick, it's made of like polyurethane. It has like a half life of 50,000 years. <laughs> so like an ancient civilization could excavate to the San Fernando Valley or anywhere in the world. It's sold all over the fucking planet. Yeah, yeah. It's and really strange when I go. Find my dick. Yeah. I remember just you know like going into a store and going fuck fuck there's fucking Tyler <laughs> that's awesome you know like, what uh how about the blow up doll how'd that come about um basically uh basically I signed the rights away to every square inch of my body I was pretty much drawn and quartered wow. I mean there'll be Tyler Knight toenails or snouts coming up I was in a Hustler Hollywood store and there was a Tyler Knight penis extender you know cause what? why the fuck not yeah why so. not I'm gonna have to check that <laughs> that's fucking awesome cause I mean y- how many guys at home listening are like, fuck, man. Okay. I could only have my own. I'm going to be honest. Full disclosure, my blow-up doll fucking sucks. It's horrible. Oh, horrible. yeah, that's not good for sales. Don't buy, so. don't buy the blow-up doll. It's uh, this is before the real doll days, right? It's a fucking balloon with my face screen printed on it. Oh. And I, got, I get hate mail and hate letters from people. <laughs> uh, Dear Tyler, your blow-up doll does not stay hard. Or... It's the early Tyler Knight that that. Well, maybe you're up. fucking exactly. ugly. It gets true to cinema verte. Cinema verte. I don't get hard. The doll doesn't get can hard. You it's perfect. That, <laughs> can you give the doll Viagra? Maybe. Um, Inject it with Caverject the doll. Or shellac the shellac it or something. Yeah. Shellac it. Yeah. We used to shellac that fruit funny. when I was a kid. Totally That's different story. So, how long did it take before your family found out? Good question. Uh, I have no idea because I'm not really close to my family. I would have to assume. That by now they would know after, you know, doing it for such a long time. But we never actually talk about what I do for a living, but it's kind of the subtext that colors the conversation (laughs) that we do talk talk about. So who, I mean, what have you been doing lately? Yeah, pretty much, man. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Mine mine were funny. They're like, oh, that's cool, but don't get in front of the camera. It's like, okay. You got to think, you know, I mean, this was, uh, I'm going to say like 2006 or 2007 when there was... Playgirl TV, whatever, which was distributed oh, yeah, by Wicked. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, me and Manuel. We were pretty much their spokes guys, basically. And uh, 2020 had a you know a feature on couples and women's friendly part of the adult industry. And we were on 2020 talking about you know porn and whatever. And I can't imagine that my family hadn't seen it. Yeah. I mean, someone it, that knows someone that knows my friends. Well, how about like all your friends and stuff back home? And I mean, how fast did that get around? And like all of a sudden you're getting, you know, phone calls from friends. Be like, I went dude, to I went to high school with that guy. Yeah. Well, funny thing is most of the people I went to high school with uh, have like six or working on their seventh and eighth chin. Yeah. Um, their Isn't that amazing? Is now receded completely and gone. So, you know. Yeah. I, I get a little um, glee 
out of like these dudes who used to beat me up in like middle school and, and high school. They add me on Facebook, and I'm like looking at them, and I'm like, "You don't know who they are, right?" I'm like, "You don't recognize them, huh?" They look like dad. <laughs> they look like dad. Yeah, you know. And I'm like, mm, "Okay, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing all right." Yeah, you're, you're fucking ripped. And, yeah, you know. Damn, good looking. Smell nice. You got the badass mustache going on. That's here? right. I got my handlebars going. I did that to piss someone off. Sal knows who. <laughs> Actually, so, do you want to expand on your athletic career now that we're talking about your? In shape, you're running and stuff. You want to talk about that? Yeah. So like, uh, it's fucking ridiculous. The the three years or four years that I took off in the business, I didn't have to be in camera, and I just got fucking fat. I mean, uh, can I say this where how I how I know you guys? Yeah, sure. Just yeah, don't I mean, know, name any exact spot. Of course, <laughs> of course. So I know, I, I know, I know, Khan and Sal through jujitsu. You know, we met you know a long ass time ago from a very small group of people, basically. And uh, when you're doing that every single day, you know, you stay in shape and you can eat whatever the hell you want. When you are no longer training and you no longer have to worry about what you look like, you get fat. So I went from about 180 pounds to like 260. Oh, shit. Like that. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I couldn't do anything at that point. I mean, I'm not even six feet tall. I'm like 5'11", you know. So, I mean, 5'11", 260. It wasn't pretty. And, um, no, I had to do something about it because, you know, eventually the death date of 2048 becomes the death date. Yeah, 2000. Yeah, man tits. But your dick lives on. So I was at a a discount store (laughs) and uh, I was fishing through the bin for, you know, running shoes and found a pair of running shoes and they looked. Like, you know, those toe shoes. I'm not going to mention the name or whatever. Right, right. The toe shoes. Yeah, the toe shoes. So I pulled out my phone, I did an internet search, and, uh, you know, set for minimalist running and ultra marathon running. And I have these shoes in my hand. I had to, Actually, I just had one shoe in my hand. And I'm like, what the fuck is ultra marathon <laughs> running with the phone in my other hand? And, you know, of course, Google has infinite knowledge, and ultra marathon is technically a run or race over a standard marathon of 26.2 miles, typically 31 miles or 50K and on. So I'm like... I'm going to fucking do it. Wow. So I dove into the bin, found the mate to the shoe, and, you know, started walking and, you know, running. And That's great, man. Running a mile, walking a mile, and then getting to the point where, you know, fast forward, you know, almost a year later, I'm running 100-mile races. So Fuck, yeah. running 100 miles, Con. Jesus. I've, I've bicycled, uh, I've cycled over 100, and it was murderous. Yeah. <laughs> and we coasted a lot, and I got to sit on a seat running 100 miles. I can't even think of it's mental, dude. It. It's mental. Fuck. Um, yeah, there's this dude named, well, he's a celebrity. It's Dean Carnassus. He has right. a book called yeah. Born, uh, yeah. uh, Ultra Marathon Man. And uh, I remember not being able to run more than half a mile and wow. reading his book and, you know, how he did it. And, and he used to get pizza delivered and stuff. Right. And he, he, he's well, gotten, that, like, lost his vision and shit. That's the thing. I mean, when you're running and... You know, a, a man of 200 pounds, you pretty much burn around 1,000 calories an hour. You can only metabolize maybe 300 calories an hour at best. So you're wow. running a caloric deficit of 700 calories an hour. You're not going to be able to fuel your body enough for extremely long runs by eating granola and fucking berries. So you're eating pizza. And, uh, you know, I was eating red vines and chasing it down with Mountain Dew um, just to chase the sugar high. Wow. So, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's it's rough, man. You start fucking hallucinating. 
Um, at a certain point, you're running like 20 I, hours. You start I just recently, for my first time, experienced a runner's high at CrossFit. And I always thought it was bullshit. <laughs> but I've just recently hit that where I was just like, oh, I'm hitting, I have a runner's high, like where I felt high. Wow. I just, I don't know. Yeah, the, that. Body is yeah. A, the body is a beautiful, beautifully well-designed thing in human body. I mean, it, it, uh, the endorphins just wash over your pain and, you know, gives you an extra oomph, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. so you, you're doing, you're, how many hundreds have you? did one, because I talked to you in January, you did, how many have you done so far? I ran a 50K, which is 31 and change miles. I ran a 50 miler and I ran a 100 miler. Fuck. And I have how long does it take miler. to do a 100 mile? It depends. I mean, there's this 27-year-old kid that ran it in like just insane, like seven, seven minute, 12 second miles nonstop. On a high school track, and I mean that this is this is perfect conditions. Yeah, because right. most yeah, of the no. most of these ultra marathons are in like you know high elevations, like the Colorado Rockies, whatever. Jesus. But uh, he, I think he finished it in like I don't know something like just over twelve hours, which wow. is insane. Wow, um, it took me almost thirty. Yeah, yeah, oh, and that's fuck. still impressive. You know, it's uh, it, I, it, it's I, more mental than anything. Yeah, really. I hate running. So like, why I loathe running. All I can think about is all the damage that's getting done to my knees, ankles, feet, and hips. You know, like every step I take. Every step I take, yeah. I go, why am I doing this? I just get on a bicycle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, but that's hey. just it. You find what you hate and what, what scares you, and you just fucking attack it. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. So and you ended up doing this for three years? or? Um, no, actually, I ran my first ultra marathon. And, uh, actually, I ran 50K just to see if I could fucking do how, it by myself. How many... Um, how long did you train before you did your first uh, race? I don't know. What do you call it? Um, yeah, so my first race, my first actual official race was uh, November 10th. Um, actually, November 9th. It was actually a Saturday. Uh, and at that point, I was running, you know, maybe 10, 15 miles at a time. And I said, well, let's see if how far, how long I can run without stopping. So Damn. I started from Sepulveda Boulevard and Ventura, which is where the 4-5 is. Right, right. Ran to downtown LA, which is about 18 miles. Jesus. And then I ran to, I ran straight down Wilshire Boulevard to the 4-5 again, uh, which is another, you know, I guess 12 miles or whatever. So that was... It's 50K, and I figured, okay, well, fine. If I can do that on pavement, fuck. then I can do it, you know, on a soft, cushy trail. Can't I be calling you? Get me the fuck yeah. out of here. Wow, that's incredible. It's mental. I mean, dude, I'm not a small, wiry, thin guy. I'm not built like a runner. It's, it's, it's all about pain threshold. And you know this from CrossFit. You have to sit in the suck, you know? Yeah. That's where your biggest Embrace the suck. Exactly. Oh. Jesus. I embrace the suck all the time. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's what. So we got. So you have another. I'm in. You have another one coming up. You're preparing now for one, or no? Yeah, I have one that's. Uh, it it it's uh, in September, and this one is going to be in Big Bear. So the elevation is a huge factor. It's about ten thousand feet, and it's a hundred miler. And um, you know, I live at sea level, so my big concern is, you know, how is that going to come into play? Oh, you're Either be- go in super late or go in super early. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. Drive there that morning, and and it won't affect you. Or two weeks before. I know a couple two things about elevation. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, that's what you got to do. So how often do you get recognized on the street? Uh, that people actually come up and approach me. I don't know. It, it depends on where I am. I mean, if I'm if I'm if I'm uh, you know on the west side, like you know. 
Westwood or Beverly Hills, whatever, pretty much almost never. Um, but if I'm like Hollywood people or, you know, people yeah. will come up and approach you much more often, you know, so. That's great. But yeah. That happens at Conley all the time. We're like, stop getting away. Yeah. yeah. We're just a porn director <laughs> podcast people. Um, what about celebrities? Uh, what about celebrities? Well, I know the females tend to sleep with a lot of celebrities uh, the females. Oh, that's that we true. Have that's on. a great question. You know, like I'm wondering if it works the other way around. This is going to sound really, really boring, but I've been with the same girl for the entire time I've been in the business, uh, twelve years. And that's right. I knew that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. I do my job. I go home. Well, let's and, talk uh, about that. Yeah, How does she please. handle that? Um. That's a good question. That's a good question. Con's literally with good questions tonight. Because, <laughs> okay, I'm trying to, the challenge I have, the dilemma I have is I have to respect her privacy because she's not in any way affiliated with the business. And uh, I'm know, sorry, but all questions must be submitted in writing. <laughs> <laughs> and she's what we call a civilian, you know. Right. So I have to Muggle. respect her privacy. Exactly. I just, so with respect to her privacy, it's it's not perfect. Every relationship has, has its own unique set of challenges, but... Uh, all right, you, you, know, you gave us a disclaimer. Yeah. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, her name is Stephanie. And, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> that was awesome, dude. I totally fell for that. No, but uh, with any relationship, I mean, you have certain you have certain things that you respect each other for and tolerate and won't tolerate, and there are boundaries, no matter if you're in porn or if you're a cost accountant for, for um, Anderson, Arthur Anderson. I mean... It doesn't matter what your business card says, who you are as a human being when you're behind closed doors and, you know, you're not at work, you know. Yeah, but most people aren't fucking banging totally hot, totally hot chicks it's, for a living. It's a job. I mean, yeah. okay, the best analogy is, 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 is um, you're a food critic and you get paid to go to the best restaurants on planet Earth and get the best meals that people would only dream about. The first time you have creme brulee or filet mignon at uh, at uh, at the Rainbow Room, you know it's it's great. The novelty is outstanding, hmm. but after a certain point, you become desensitized, and after a while, you just want a fucking hamburger, or maybe you don't even want to have someone someone uh, hold you accountable to having to write about this 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 great meal. You just want to eat the goddamn meal. Yeah. When you're a male talent, not only do you have to. <sighs> You don't get to eat the steak as you want to. You have to cut the steak up in a certain amount of pieces. I'm a sophisticated sex robot, Sim. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's 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 you you have to chew the steak a certain amount of times, and you, you it's it's not the same thing. You don't truly get to enjoy it as as a fan of eating steak. So the best analogy ever. Continuing with that with that train of thought, uh, you know, you you don't. You don't truly have sex like you would have it with your with your wife or your girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. You know, it's just not the same. It's the twenty to thirty minutes of right, right. Because you're always aware that it's not the same. So, um, you know, it, it's it's a job, it's a profession. I mean, she keeps my books for me. She goes, well, how come this this uh, this studio is late, or nice. you know, this guy bounced a check. I mean, she's on it. You know, I mean, it's it's a job, it's a business. We've had that a lot. Like a lot of talent have talked about relationships on the show, and like you get a perspective of that. And I've always had my opinions of, you know, it's not going to be some epic fucking thing like it normally is for everybody because you've done so many movies and so many scenes, and 
you've worked with so many women that you're like, okay, I'm going to work. You know, it's, well, yeah, and, and look, the, you don't want to be the amateur guy that comes up on that shows up on set and tries to get girls' phone numbers after a scene, or you know, that douche <laughs> that uh, tries to get me time, or. Or, you know, pulls a man blanket and we forgets got, that he's there to work. I mean, it's a job. Let's tell what me time is because no, not too many people understand your... Yeah. Your, me time is when you, the cameras aren't rolling and you're trying to bang the girl in the bathroom. God, I haven't heard that in a while. Uh, bang the girl in the bathroom or, you you know, she goes to her car to get a cigarette and you're following her out to her car trying to fuck her. Right, exactly. That's me time. God, it's me fucking time. unprofessional. I mean, look, any any profession, regardless if you're a garbage man or, you know, you're Donald Trump. There's nobility in that profession if it's an honest living. And I try to be the best goddamn Milton I can be every single time out because of repeat business. Yeah. And even above and beyond that, I mean, look, you can always make money doing something else. But the time that you have saw and the time that you have con, it's finite. We don't know how much time we have. It's unknowable. So if you're going to choose to spend your time doing anything, regardless of what it is, being a janitor... Be the best fucking janitor you can be because that's showing disrespect for the time you have on this earth by half-assing it. You nice. know, be the best you can be. Fuck yeah, So Tyler. that's the mentality I have. <laughs> that's I mean, awesome. I'm always trying to, uh, you know, give the best work I can always give so that my de facto boss, the consumer who buys videos that you direct, right. you know, wants to spend their hard-earned money because they don't fucking have to spend their money in the 21st century because there's so much shit out there for free. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, baby, yeah! That's TylerKnight.com. Go read the blogs. If he's blown your fucking mind right now like he is me, go over there, TylerKnight.com, and check out his blog because the man has a lot to say, and I've loved everything he's fucking said tonight, Con. Sorry, I'm serious. Yeah. No, that's no, fine. Um, actually, the, the serious podcasts tend to do a little bit better. We had Greg Dark on, and he, uh, he did really well. Um, you're so serious. I forgot what I was saying. I'm post like we'll dance the statue right now. What yeah. is your ultimate? Because we got the crazy horny fans too. What was the greatest? Um, I know you said the Adam and Eve era, but like, what was your most favorite scene of all time? Oh fuck! Like one definitively, or can I like one that you're like that was the greatest scene I've ever done? <sighs> Man, I'm going through like a mental role, a mental, a mental database right we now. We got so, time. Yeah. I know nothing. Nothing. Well, okay. So while I'm thinking of this, remember how early we were talking about like how there's, there's kind of a, a, a symbiotic relationship between male talent and the director. And mm -hmm. you have, your, I'm sure you have a stable of what, four or five guys yeah. that you go to guys and you never yeah. fucking deviate from them for, <laughs> for a reason. There are a handful of female talent that I've worked with that, you know, you just fall lockstep and right with wow, it. Wow, that's know? great. Um, so, Jesus. I mean, if I name one person, I'm going to really piss off a lot of other people well, that I'm still working you had with. Porn that's I why you had so, Porn Island. So, yeah, you so. had you want to do another Porn Island? <laughs> we, can, we, can, uh, we can step it up. This would so. be your greatest scene of all time, Porn Island. We think we've never done this before in the show, Con. Okay, Tyler Knight. So, you are on an island with the four greatest scenes uh, women from those scenes on an island. Who would they be? Man, this is tough. That's why we're the porn director. Jesus, the this is a tough business. fucking question. Now! <laughs> Alright, I had great, great, great scenes with Jada Fire. Jada Fire! I want to get her on the show, dude. Great scenes with Lauren Phoenix. Okay. Oh, I see a theme going on yeah. here. Fire and phoenixes? Rising from the ashes of fire. Um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna have to say as far as female talent scenes with those two girls. Okay. Because I've worked with them so lot much. I mean, there's there's a bigger sample to choose from. There's a bigger sample. Dude, you're, I remember Jada Fire when I was at Anabolic when she like first started. You know, she didn't have the boobs yet, and she had uh, curly hair. And man, she could throw the fuck down. Yeah. Like, talk about an intense. I want to get her on the show. Talk about an intense scene, motherfucker. Yeah. That's I did Women of Color for a long time over there, and it was. Fuck, good times. Wow. That's great. And Lauren Phoenix, of course, right? Yeah. Jesus. She genuinely enjoyed what she was doing. And that is the difference between a professional porn starlet or porn star and just an everyday, everyday common whore. And, and is enjoying what you do for a living and not being there just for a check. You know? And the naturalness is what I always like to see and you love it as well just right. they're, they're, they're eye contact and you can feel they're involved with what they're doing god I love yeah, that yeah realness what do we got Con Con will pull some shit up Simone Claire and Jada Fire versus Tyler Knight yes Black Divas 2 2003 scene 5 21 oh shit here it is <laughs> you're getting a massage you want to see your own handiwork? <laughs> yeah, let me see my handiwork stay there, stay there. Stay there. He, he, he's got you I got you right here son. Con will always pull up something yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I'd like to know where this was shot. At I know where this was shot. This is down. This actually maybe not. Is that the downtown same? LA? The uh, used to be a, a swingers place too. Right. Yeah, the entertaining. No longer there. <laughs> You're looking young there, Tyler Knight. Look at the hair. Woohoo! <laughs> a bearded. And this is pre Viagra days. Thank yes. you very much. Well, you don't need Viagra, Jada Fire, for God's sakes, right? Two girls dressed up like kittens, lapping up on me like... In I'm jail. Gonna, in jail. Makes perfect sense. Yes. Because where else would kittens <gasps> be? Yeah. All right, let's wow. Listen. There you go, son. L- listen to Jada Fire, dude. Just, just listen. If I could criticize myself, I wish I'd just shut the fuck up more during my scenes. The last thing in the world you want to hear when you're getting your stroke on is... Oh, oh, fuck my dick. <laughs> A little self-criticism tonight from Tyler Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Here goes Jada. Here she goes. She talks a storm. Oh. Fucking awesome. Teamwork. Good. Oh my god. A little jazz for you, Tyler. Congratulations. Do you like two girls scenes, or you like girl boy girl? What do you like? Um, two girls can be fun, but it could also be a double-edged sword. I mean, oh, you, you tend to have one girl that's like the alpha, right? And the other girl, you know, tends to be like the cheerleader. Yeah, suck his dick or whatever, <laughs> you know, off to the side. So the trick of male talent is trying to bring them both into the fold, and um, you know, making sure that one girl's not a cheerleader and one girl's not being, you know, the alpha and dominant. It, it, you know, flow. Because, I mean, every guy at home that's listening is like, man, I want to bang two chicks at once. But it's a lot of work when you have to right. do it for camera. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Positioning is, cre- is key and critical. Knowing which angles are flattering to the girl. I mean, these are all things that you think of. But try not to be too much in your head, you know, at the same time. You know, it's... And that, children, is what you need to know about the facts of life. Yes. I've done some reverses, too. You know, 12 girls. We went to Czech Republic and did 12 girls, one guy with Marcus. Oh, Jesus. It was just like... And then he went out that night. I go, where are you going? He goes, I got to see what's out there. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're a fucking savage. You're going to go out that night just to see what's out there. I'm like, man, I'm going to bed. You have fun, but... Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Now, going back to the, the several women and, and one guy... Uh, thing, I'll do a little bragging because I can do that every now and then. I one time had 
myself, and three girls, two of whom were Hooters girls from the 90s, so they look good. Um, but we were all in bed, and we all get naked, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is going down. This is what's <laughs> up. Like, I'm so fucking excited. I'm stoked. All these chicks were like seven and a half and above, seven and a half to nine and a half. So, like, I can't give a 10. I've never given a 10, so... Um, and they're all like getting in. So we all jump in bed and they're making out and touching each other's boobs and laughing and making out and touching each other's boobs and laughing and making out and touching each other's boobs and laughing. And I slowly feel myself like going down, going Give yourself down. your own drop, Con. <laughs> Hit it. Oops. This is a self drop to Con. Right. And all they did was like make out touches his boobs and laugh and like it got so fucking lame i just got up and i walked out i was like this is fucking lame that's power yeah no that was fucking boredom is what it was because they were all like they wanted nothing to do with the dude like nothing i was like the odd man out gotcha gotcha they want nothing oh i see i see gotcha i was just like it's like I would try and get in and it would like start to happen a little bit and then the other one would be like eh come over and like make out sucker sucker boobs and then start laughing wow so, yeah no one ever thinks of it like that so yeah. it's weird huh because you can always say like you had this scenario you're like uh oh Jesus I don't want to say what text I just got oh. uh <laughs> I could that'd be kind of funny well now you gotta say it because now I want to know what it says Anyway, so you have the scenario <laughs> where you're like, um, you know, you had three girls, uh, you know, Tyler's. How, how many is the most you've ever had at one time? <sighs> I love that he's banged so many chicks that he always has to go. I, I fucking don't know. Dude, I don't know. I, five? That sounds fair. I'm, okay, sure. Why not five? Because everybody says that, and then, like, Con, when you get in the moment, it's not what you think it is. You know? It isn't. And, and that's what we're telling people tonight on the most educational podcast ever with Tyler Knight. He's saying, you get into porn, man, and it ain't what you think it is. And what you're saying, it, 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 it's so freaking true. Like, when you have a scene where there's multiple girls, and ultimately, ultimately, you have to put your penis somewhere. And you had the luxury of saying, okay, this is boring, goodbye. Yeah. So, I... Don't have that luxury. No. Yeah. But so if you could go back, what would you do differently? What do you mean as far as just like save I mean, you know you said you'd save more money, but what, anything right. else you would have done? In regards to porn? Not necessarily everything. Everything. Um, I mean like no, would, I mean, would you listen, still go into porn? Yeah, because I I certainly You got a penis out of it. Well, no. I, I guess the best <laughs> way to answer that, I guess the best way to answer that question is this: um, every single decision, every single thing I've done in life up to this point, in my 42 years, I'm 42, you know, informs the human being I am sitting on the sofa right now in this podcast. Um, I would not be the man I am today had I chosen door A at uh, door A at uh, 2001 as opposed to door B, C, D, E, or F. Um, choose your own adventure, going back to that. Yeah. And I'm quite content with the human being I am and, you know, move forward, dude. Life is all about evolving and becoming the next evolution of the best you can be. All right. All right. Before you go, I got to I, I need you to tell the story that I, I think it was what you originally put on the underground where you were talking about being at a gangbang early on in your career and like stepping on other people's cum and stuff or something. 
Oh, that was a Bukaki. Oh yeah, yeah sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like, I remember reading a big. Fuck, that's the uh, missing link to your question about how the hell did I get back in, and that's the missing link. Duh. There it is. Fuck, it always comes back. Everything comes back to a Bukaki, doesn't it, Con? Yes. Uh, traumatized. I blocked that out of my head. Um, but uh, that's just the music for the missing link. Yeah. That's Bukaki music. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, this was when I was, you know, when I was just about to, uh, just about to give up when I was green in my first 10 scenes and I just failed half of them or whatever. I was looking in the LA Weekly and, oh, yeah. uh, there were these ads like, work with your favorite porn starlets and, uh, call this number. Same day pay. I'm like, okay, fuck it. Why not? So I called the number and, uh, and, uh, it was a Bukaki. And I didn't know what a bukkake was. Basically, they said, okay, you have a test? Yes. Okay, show up at this warehouse in North Hollywood, which is from where we're sitting right now. What I'm kind of pay e- was that, if you don't mind me asking? It was like 50 bucks or something. Really? Like a bukkake? Yeah. I, I thought bukkakes were at least 150 bucks. Oh, Jesus. No, no. no. They're, 50 was standard for a while. No. Yeah, it was like 50 bucks. And, uh, yeah, I mean, basically, you line up, you, 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 you fill out your release, and uh, you just line up, and one by one, you go in, and there's all kinds of interesting fluids on the ground. Um, now, there was there a fluffer? Because a fluffer is the biggest... Uh, no. <laughs> exactly. See that? No. Fluffers don't really... I think that's just like fucking fairies and shit. They don't really exist. I saw one fluffer once in my entire career, and we... It was basically Kylie Ireland had a, nice. had a series called The Whore Next Door. Oh, I thought Kylie Ireland was the fucking fluffer. I was like, damn, no, you got, no, no, you got no, no. lucky, man. That's awesome. No, she picked me, uh, John Strong, Manuel, and uh, God, German guy. I can't remember his name. Steve Holmes? Steve Holmes, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. And I think it fucking was... Fucking savage. Yeah, so she handpicked a few of us guys, whatever, to work with her and just... This uh, you know gangbang whatever, and she had fluffers because she just didn't want to have any excuses. So we pulled the fluffers into the fucking scene. The fluffers were supposed to, supposed to be off camera. We pulled them into the scene, and uh, so technically they were nice. no longer fluffers. They Do you want to hear the greatest Steve Holmes story ever? Can I just interject while I'm thinking about it? Please. This girl is working with Steve Holmes, and she's complaining. She's like, you know, fuck, my ass hurts. You know, he goes, well, listen, I can. T-. She goes, you don't know what it's like. He goes, yes, I do. And she's like, oh. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best, dude. He, he told me one time, he goes, I go to the Kit Kat Club in Germany. I drop my pants and whoever wants to come suck it. I'm like, cool, man. You're free. Most free, sexually free dude in the world, Steve Holmes. And that's why he's a fucking A-grade legendary talent because yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And you could give him whatever you want to give him. The Tyler Knight fucking blow up doll and he'd crush that fucking thing because that's where he's at. He just... He's perverse, and he just goes in and fucks shit up. But God yeah, bless him. He's awesome. I, yeah. I don't know if he's coming back, but, man, I'd love to talk to him again. He's fucking crazy. I love him. God bless him. Go ahead. So he knows what it's like. Don't ever complain about anal. <laughs> anyway, back to your bukkake. So you're stepping in fucking baby batter, man milk, uh, yeah, I mean, dump, uh, gem- genetic jambalaya. Yeah, before we can get to this point, I mean, I'm basically in the back of a line. I can't even see the girl, which I'm presuming there's a girl somewhere in, like, the the front of this like line it's a not wall like, of naked bodies correct it's not even like a like a like a line you see it uh, at the grocery <laughs> store it's just like a, a sea of man naked? it's a sea of man you ever seen a grown man naked gladiator movies too yeah um yeah just man ass sagging and drooping and all kinds of all kinds of different combinations of hair hairless temples <laughs> whatever 
And I'm thinking, how the fuck is anybody getting hard for this? You know, you can't even see the girl. By the time I could see the girl, by the time like the the, the, the bukkake organism parted open and I was shoved to the front, she was just covered head to toe in like every cons- exactly gargling semen and like every conceivable. You think there's only you know a hand? How many how many shades of cum do you think there are? Shades? Yes. That's a great question. Jeez. I I mean I would I would go with a very conservative number of like eight. <laughs> I'd say I'm trying to go back to fucking film school and figure out what the <laughs> and ask Ansel Adams. He came up with a whole thing for that. We can find that a ten. There, you could you could you could white balance your camera with all the different shades of cum there are. There was every shade of cum dripping from every single conceivable place on her body. There were like two eye spots blinking out of like. And who was the girl in this? Oh, God. Okay, I, I did more than one bukkake because that's, you Because know, you're the fucking man. Because I thought it would actually help. So what, did you, know? you just go into your zone and, and think about your thing? You think no, about dude, your... I, couldn't, I couldn't fucking do it. I'm, who, 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 you didn't get it up. Of course not. You, if so I can get it up in front of a beautiful girl by myself on a nice cushy set, how am I going to get it up in front of a bunch of... Uh, right. Wow. <laughs> and who was the girl? I think her name was Fiona Cheeks. I remember Fiona Cheeks. I think so. Wow, that's great. There's actually a box cover. I think America Bukaki, like f- 17 or 18 or something like that. I'm actually the Dude. only guy on the fucking box cover. Dude, I mean, I remember those box covers because yeah. there was a shit ton of dudes on those. Yeah. American Bukaki. That's awesome. It's in the teens. I, they're probably like. A so what happens? Do you just you you just fake pop and turn around and get your check? Nobody cares. I mean, there's just so many guys. I mean, okay, on the porn hierarchy, there's like the A-list top level guys, <clears throat> and then there are guys that are like you know loads. They're basically you know the warm, mopes. right? Exactly. Well, mopes, 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 loads. Yeah, they're synonymous. They're basically warm bodies that you know if they pop, they pop. If they don't, they even get, don't even get hard. Doesn't matter because there's so many of them. You know, if one of them gets hard, then you have a scene somehow. Whatever. Right. And then there are, you know, the hangers-on and stragglers and bukkake guys. And I was, I was um, a bukkake guy. And I got, I got uh, a lesson that, uh, that that was not any easier. And uh, so I you, just... You got a lesson that you had to wear sandals to the bukkake. Yeah. <laughs> your, your feet will stick wear to the floor. Wear your fucking toe shoes. Yeah. That you... Wow, so did you ever pull off a of bukkake? I never was able to perform So how did they bring you back? I mean, because they don't care. Yeah. You're just a warm they fucking just want, pulse. It's, yeah. the, it's the spectacle. Right. Wow. And you still got paid 50 bucks even though you didn't pop? Right, exactly. Fuck. You're in, Con. I can do a bukkake, man. Con, you are yeah. in. You're a bukkake bound right I think right I could now. do it, though. Because like, I could go to my own place in my head if with my own hand in my head. On my cock? Guys, if you want to see Khan do a bukkake, email us this week. Let's get Adriana Chechik in here. I want a fucking bukkake on her. If we didn't, it wouldn't be a bukkake with you you and her. I don't know. We'll bring some other people in, too. What's a bukkake, you think? 50 dudes minimum? No. Like like 10. No, 10's a GB. We used to do gangbangs. No, you're just jerking off on the girl. You're not fucking her. I thought that's the whole idea of bukkake. Well, that's a blowbang. You're just jerking off on her. You're not technically having any kind of sexual contact with her besides... You know, jerking off and... But there's usually 50, at least 50. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God, those American gang... Or American Bukkakis were fucking awesome. Yeah, there was no uh, Fiona Cheeks American Bukkake DVD out there. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was her. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah I think it was something else. Um, and there was uh, Jen Padova also. Jen Padova? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Whatever happened to her? 
That's awesome. See, I, got the, I love having him on because he can bring up some shit. I told him. I'm just amazed. I haven't, I'm just amazed I remember these names. Oh, I Jesus. shot him on something. I can't remember what the fuck it was. That is awesome. Jen Padova. Yeah. Jesus. Ooh, American Bukaki. That's Lauren Phoenix. No, it is. Like that looks like this is American Bukaki 19 with with Jen Padova. Oh, okay. Let's have some fun tonight. Look at the box cover. Can you I don't see know. The I found it on some. Oh, guys, American Bukaki 18 is awesome. Jesus. Does this look like you're. Uh, there's Tyler Knight right there. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm the guy hiding. Did you ever pop on a Bukaki? No, dude. Never? No, never. All this right. is the most so honest I failed at Bukaki. That is a oh, lesson. Oh, they're cum swapping. That is Jim Snowballing. Power. It goes back yeah. and forth. It's snowballing. Yeah, yeah. All right. Pretty, pretty intense stuff, dude. Wow. But you are back and you are ready to crush more and keep continuing on. Oh, there it is. The outro music, Tyler, right? We can't thank him enough. He, this has been an amazing show, just on the fact that he's got some great fucking things to say. Tyler Knight at Tyler Knight XXX. TylerKnight.com. Go read his blog. He's a fucking professional writer. We are the Porn Director Podcast, PornDirectorPodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at PornDirPod. Follow me at Sal underscore Janelle. I'll have some crazy, wacky tales to tell. Facebook.com slash con.pdp. Search the Porn Director Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. We have a donations button if you want to give us a donation. Jeff from North Carolina, I'm sending all your stuff tomorrow. Uh, email us sal or con at porndirectorpodcast.com. Wildfire Radio. We are on the Wildfire Radio Network, wildfirenow.com, wildfireradio.com, wildfire underscore radio at, that's their Twitter, at wildfire underscore radio. Thanks to Team Skeet for the box. We are giving some to Jeff for being so nice to us, and we give it to our guests. Church What's Happening Now, Rialto Report, and Just Guy Talk for your needs for your podcast. Cinephile, go see Dean 405 and Santa Monica Boulevard. We are archiving on video, so you will have craziness. Any wacky stuff that goes on in the studio will now be available for you on video, and we'll probably put that over at salgenoa.com, which I'm building as we speak. Episode 37 video of Jenna Ashley squirting all over Adriana Chechik is now on our website. Check that out. And stay tuned. I'll be giving you information on the feature I'm doing for Girl Co. Uh, all Girl Adventure. Other than that, Con. It was really interesting talking porn tonight. Fuck, dude. Very, thank you so Tyler, much, Tyler. thank you. You, you. you expanded on some things I wanted to and well-articulate and fucking fantastic show tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you. I feel like I told, Pete, told people that uh, Santa Claus is real. <laughs> it's okay. No, no, it's good stuff. Don't forget to follow Tyler Knight at Tyler Knight XXX. Go to his webpage, read his blog, TylerKnight.com. Good night, everybody. Good night.